to all our pretty songs. The 90s Rock Podcast. I'm Seth. I'm Marissa. How's it going? Hey, it's going. You know, it's the fall kind of. It, is, it's like, uh, has the weather changed in New York City? Mm, yeah, kind of. It's gotten or a little colder. it still hot? No, it's not that hot. It's been a little weird. Um, I almost forgot the name of our podcast, by the way. <laughs> Hello That's and welcome to sad. some shit. I was like, what do I say? <laughs> That's good. Uh, we Too keep much. maybe the beginning of fall is always like this, but we keep having these days where it like it it feels like it's like it changes for a day, but then it goes back to being hot and muggy, and okay. then like okay. you know, like you have like a few days separated mm. by a few days where it feels like fall is beginning. But today's one sure. of the days where it feels like fall is beginning. I'm into Great. it. Climate talk. Yeah, yeah. Love it. I love the weather. You know me. I do like fall. It's great. Actually, fall feels um it feels related to the the vibe connects to the the artists we're going to discuss, don't you think? Great call. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're here to discuss um a, an icon, a goddess um known as Sarah McLachlan. Yes. So exciting. So exciting. I had never specifically thought of her as a tumnal, but it makes sense immediately. I don't think I had either, but like, well, I was, ta- I think I was texting you earlier about like her, almost like her uh, sartorial sensibility, her mm-hmm. like aesthetics, fashion wise, yeah. like feel very, <clears throat> she's always wearing like, or at least in the 90s, don't know what she's wearing these days. <laughs> Your buddy Sarah is always wearing. <laughs> she was always wearing like um, like velvet, like rich textures, mm. deep jewel tones, um, damask patterns, Whoa. Of lace. Like I was very into her. her she was just such a style icon for yeah. me. And I feel like still is. Like I'm like, if there's like a like a um, maroon velvet like thing. I'm like, I have to have that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. With like a texture. Like she's just, yeah, very, very amazing. But her vibe, like beyond just like her aesthetic um, is kind of autumnal. Like there's a coziness to it. Yeah, yeah. And a relationship to like s- sadness. I don't exactly, sadness isn't exactly the right word, but like, ooh, um. Yes. You know, like a, a a plaintiveness that feels vaguely autumnal. Right. That's a great point. A consciousness of the uh, of like oncoming death. <gasps> Whoa. Oncoming death. Yeah. Not like, like oncoming and not oncoming like immediately, but like we all die someday. Kind of like mm, the knowledge that we all die someday. You feel like that Halloween in these songs. shit. Halloween yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that kind. Yeah, that kind of like. Um, we're not hiding from, from the like end of the line here. Come to think of it, there is a lot of spookiness happening in the songs we we've selected. Yeah, yeah, um, I think so. Okay, did you listen to Sarah in the nineties? What What was your relationship to her like? I would say, like many of the artists we've discussed, my relationship was more based on like just what I heard on the radio. So mm-hmm. I wasn't doing like deep dives into her albums. And and weirdly, I was trying to think about this the other day, but I don't 
Like, I don't have a memory of my sister having Sarah McLachlan albums, which is strange. I was kind of just thinking that. Yeah, yeah. Like, she, maybe, like, by the late 90s, like, when, wait, which one? Surfacing came out? Yeah, when did Surfacing 97? Was it or something? Yeah, it was probably 97. So, like, by that time, I think my sister was maybe, like, going back in time. Like, she was, like, hitting Joni Mitchell really hard and maybe, like, wasn't buying this CD or something. Mm. Amazing. But, so, but, like, but as we're going to discuss, Sarah McLachlan had, like, gigantic hits, like, across the she second did. half of the 90s. And so those songs were super familiar to me. And then there's, like, the commercial, which I'm sure we'll get into. Oh my god, we will certainly get into it. Um, yeah, well, like, well, yeah, because you said like the sadness, and it's like I feel like I didn't really think about that that much this week, but it's like I, um, I was like very into these albums in high yeah. school, and I feel like it was like, uh, I feel like they were my most. It was almost like my most depressed music. Wow. You know, wait, uh, clarifying question. The music you would go to when you were the most depressed or the most depressing music you listened to? Mm, I don't know. Is there or a both. difference? Like, I feel like this was the soundtrack to like the most depressed feelings. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, okay. in my life. Like, I guess it was just like, you know, like ninth and 10th grade. And sure. I was just like listening to like. I wasn't, I was listening to a lot of music because I feel like we often come back to those years and we're like, that's what I was listening to all the time. But I do feel like I was listening to this to like, um, fumbling towards ecstasy a lot and it felt really sad at the time, but like, it's very heavy. Like, yeah, there's like a plaintiveness to it, Yeah, but it it doesn't, I don't know. It's like some of it is sad and some of it doesn't feel as sad. Like that felt really sad at the time. There's a sadness that's also like commiseration, though, which I think is like what we go to for music a lot of the time. So it's like, you know, you go to it precisely because it like keeps you company in your sadness. Like, it's like a sad. Yeah, it's a sadness that feels good. I'm sure we've discussed this before. but Right. But it was like, yeah, like I feel like I was like, oh, is this music making me sad? Interesting. I have to stop listening to it. (laughs) Oh, you had you were like concerned for yourself. Yeah, I became concerned for myself and I had to cut myself off. <laughs> While listening to Fumbling Towards Ecstasy. Correct. It bl- it blows my mind that that album came out in 1993. I know, it's so weird. Well, How I certainly that- wasn't aware of it in 1993. Yeah, she had like is. two other albums before it also. Right, right. Which I never really got into. Like I know the one, um, is it called Solace? Yes, that's that rings a bell. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's why is that? Funny? I don't know. I just think her naming conventions are funny. Like solace, <laughs> like surfacing is like. Well, we were talking. I, I was. I grabbed the um this Margaret Atwood novel, which is also called Surfacing. Incredible! I did not know I, there was a. I haven't read it. I got this. I was at like Matt's parents' house and like his dad had this <laughs> and he was like, you should take it. And I was like, amazing. It says the blurb is the most, there's two blurbs, the most shattering novel a woman ever wrote. And then the blurb from the New York Times. 
<laughs> wait, wait a minute. That's an incredible blurb. I know. The, but the actual blurb, that's just like the tagline. The actual blurb is the New York Times, and it says, even better than the bell jar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Gripping. Yeah, incredible. But yeah, like, I don't know to what extent, like, <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin was taking cues from this um, Margaret Atwood novel. Like, who can say? This was I don't know. That 72. Feel, that feels like a, a Margaret Atwood novel called Servicing feels like a pretty good big signpost along the road. Right? Exactly. Although, I didn't, I didn't know about it, but, you know. Yeah, uh, I the to- other the album from 1988. Just to speak to the naming conventions, yeah. it was called Touch. Oh right, Touch! Another great example. Like such a, I don't know what that vibe is. Like it's very like, ah, uh, it's almost like has like a like a second wave feminist energy. Like there's like such an interesting like these like heavy handed like words like what's mm-hmm. the Mar- not margaret atwood um what's that like feminist uh novel is it like kate chopin awakening oh awaken uh, is it awakening or awakenings awakening i think it's Hold awakening on. Let me, i'll look it up i know look it up i i'm scared to do it because of my um, yeah internet. it's called the the awakening the awakening yeah it has like that energy to it great point um, like it's like this like feminist like bir- rebirth moment like all of it it's like surfacing mm-hmm. I don't know solace is a little different what was the first one touch uh, so <laughs> it, to go through yeah like the first four albums touch solace fumbling towards ecstasy which is surfacing which is like um like Yates right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's slouching towards Bethlehem, but like feminist or something? I don't even know. Like, I don't know if it is. Like, I just, I feel like it conjures that. It conjures Hmm. slouching towards Bethlehem. You're right. Fumbling towards ecstasy, but could be happenstance. I always found that phrase very like sweet in a way. Like, um, which slouching, fumbling, fumbling? no, fumbling towards (laughs) ecstasy. Um, like there's something Slouching towards Bethlehem is sweet. It's really funny. <laughs> what rough beast fumbling towards ecstasy. Um, yeah. What? Uh, it's like sweet. I don't know. What is it? It describes like, like young love or something. It does seem like it's describing young love, which is so funny. Like, it's like, I don't know. Like, I think when I was listening to these albums or like to that album it's like i was too young to even like know how to make heads or tails of any of it like it's like i feel like so like it's like stumble fumbling fumbling towards ecstasy (laughs) stumbling Stumbling and fumbling towards ecstasy fumbling towards ecstasy it is kind of like young love but it's like there's also like this element that feels kind of um like like what's the word? Um, like there's like a attention in mm-hmm. in finding the ecstasy. It's like fumbling suggests you're like tripping over yourself and like this like gorgeous like yeah. like almost like manic pixie dream girl moment. But like I feel like there's also like this um like 
like there's like a clum a beautiful clumsiness to it. It's like graceful, but then I feel like yeah. there's also like this idea. I feel like what I attached it to as a as like a teenager was like this idea of like like I feel like a lot of these songs, or maybe just in my mind. I was attracted to the songs that were like about like the torturous element of romance. Yeah. Like it was like, there's like this tortured romance and it's kind of like funny re-listening to it. Cause I was saying to you, like, I feel like I was like LOLing thinking about um, how she, like, I think of her, I think of Sarah McLaughlin as like in the nineties, like I felt like she was kind of this like feminist figure. Yeah. Right? Like she like started oh, yeah. Lilith Fair. Especially the Lilith Fair. Because though. of Lilith Fair, even though like she, you know, in like the parlance of the times, like didn't I think like call herself a feminist. Like right. she was just like, Oh, it's just a music festival, you know, like it wasn't like politi- political. Right. But like it's like I feel like she's thought of as like this like feminist figure but like when you listen to these songs it's like so many of them are about how like it's just like deeply pleasurable to love a man (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like that's it's there's something what am i trying to say here it felt there's something refreshing about there's like these songs have like a non-judgmental quality to them that like uh, maybe we'll get into this more with specific songs, but like I kept feeling like there's this thing where she's getting at ideas that would normally come up in songs where I would feel like annoyed by them or like, hmm. like character. She's like describing characters that I, w- I would find annoying in some Ooh, way, characters. but she is, she's not like judging them or like making fun of them. They're just like, in in many cases, she's loving them, like right. genuinely, and not in the that like song way where it's like I love this thing as I'm regretting loving it, like really kind of celebrating it. Yeah, it's weird, but some it's of them, weird. it's like I think some of them it is like I love it as I'm regretting it. I feel yeah, like there's some of that, sure. but then she has songs that are literally just like it's like she's a song like Your Love Is Better Than Ice Cream, and you're just like LOL, wow. like. <laughs> Song's just about like the Is joy even... of love making. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe I block that out. <laughs> too much for me. It's too much. It's way too much. But like <laughs> I feel like at the time I was just like, I will listen to this entire album without like like none I will not like cast away any of these songs. I just love them all. But now it's like, yeah, some of it feels like I don't know, too much. And just one other clarifying question about your relationship. So like, did you, uh, it, so you knew, uh, you were listening to Fumbling Towards Ecstasy before Surfacing came out, correct? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. I was. So then, do you remember Surfacing coming out and being like, I gotta go to the store and buy this shit? Like, Oh my God. <laughs> I was like thinking about, I was, uh, well, okay. I used to, yes, I do remember that. But yeah, also, yeah, okay. this is like, I was going to bring this up when we discuss uh, one of our songs. But I remember like babysitting for this. I used to babysit for this family like every Thursday, I think, like uh-huh. like once or twice a week. I don't remember. But um, it was like, I just went there for like two hours after school. And I remember there was like a period where I was like at their house before the kids got home. Mm. And the family I babysit for like got surfacing. <laughs> 
<laughs> like before me. Yeah. And like, I remember like, cause it is like funny. Like, I guess it was kind of like adult contemporary. You know I, what I mean? Like I was it was one of those albums up. that like an adult might have. Yep. But like, and I remember it was like, it was like my, like my little me time when I would like arrive at the house. And like, <laughs> oh <my laughs> and I'm That's the best me time. On the stereo. I would like blast building a mystery like <laughs> in like this family's house. Oh my god, it, incredible. There's something so funny about well, I don't know, maybe this just speaks to her popularity, but like the the adult contemporary thing <sighs> is interesting too. It's like I know. Um, she did kind of walk that line pretty well cuz I think she was important to it's not just you she was important to among young people. Like Totally. I mean, yeah, like, I feel like, I mean, I was at Little Fair. (laughs) Sure, yeah. It was a a multi-generational audience, I think. But she was totally, like, moving units with older people as well. (laughs) She was pushing copies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. Uh, Okay, should we talk about songs? Okay, let's do it. So we're going to start with your number three, which is also my number one. Yes. We don't usually Um, do this, but we're doing it. We're starting with one of our number ones. Yeah, because it's because it's my number three, my number three. Yeah. And would you like to name it since it's your number one? Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, It's building a mystery. Live in a church. You sleep with voodoo dolls And you won't give up the search For the ghosts in the halls You wear sandals in the snow When a smile won't wash away Can you look out the window Without your shadow getting in the way You're so What a song. What a song. Yeah, you said it was number one with a bullet. Yeah. It, the, so <laughs> I like, I made a big, as I often do, I made a big playlist of Sarah McLaughlin songs. And like, at this time more than other times, like started winnowing it down by like, not that there were songs that I was like crossing off because I didn't like them, but I was just like, I found myself having a slight urge to skip certain songs to get to other songs. Mm, and I kept like cutting those songs out. And this one just like, I was always so excited to get to this one and sometimes would listen to it twice in a row. Uh, um, it's really just like, the, there's something about the word mystery and about the idea of like crafting one that is mm. like, I feel like I've never heard it put in quite this way. Like there's the concept of like the person who like tries to be 
like somewhat annoyingly, I think, tries to be mysterious, like oh, right. romantically. But th- I've just never heard the creature this creature con- of mystery. Creature yeah, of mystery yeah. From the rules of rules, girl. Oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> the rules. It was like an '80s or early '90s, like dating book for women and it was like all about like conjuring i forgot the exact phrase but it's like you're supposed to be i think it was a creature of mystery (laughs) and it's like you're basically supposed to like be be appealing to men by like withholding all your feelings (laughs) right 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 i feel like there's a male version of this too yeah 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 this this beautiful fucked up man if you will yeah exactly but like so this is sort of what i was getting at when i was talking about that idea of like um, like a characterization I would normally find annoying that is like and actually it seems like maybe even the speaker of the song finds it somewhat annoying too oh yeah but, but is also celebrating it it's just a really like um, or uh, not maybe not celebrating but loves it like loves this person she's singing about I know it's so weird. Yeah, like I feel like this song is like definitely one of those um songs where it's like it's like she hates she like knows he sucks, but she still loves him. A hundred percent. But not in a way where it feels like she's beating herself up for loving him. That's the part that feels unique. Oh, you're right. That does feel unique. Yeah. She's not like, I'm a shitty person. I suck. I'm no, like, it's like, um, of course, what's like, the word? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, what's the uh, word when you like psychologize someone or like, I don't know. Analyze, not analyze, but, um, I know what you mean. Pathologize. Pathologize. She's not there like pathologizing herself by being no. like, yeah, I like this douche. <laughs> 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 no, just like describing him in this way that I also was having this thought that this is like such a good template as a poem. Like I would Ooh. love to write a building a mystery poem that's just a list of like y- of you clauses that's like you Whoa. do this and you do that and you do this and you do that. That's like a oh list God. of annoying shit. <laughs> Will you read it or should we read it? Uh, hold on. Like the yeah, beginning? Yeah. Well, I have some questions about the beginning also. Yeah. Um, I, do you want me to read it or do you? you okay, Either one. You come out at night. That's when the energy comes and the dark side's light and the vampires roam. You strut your Rasta wear and your suicide poem and a cross from a faith that died before Jesus came. You're building a mystery. Can I read the next part too? Yeah, should I read it? Yeah, you go. Just switch it it out. Just to switch it out. You live in a church where you sleep with voodoo dolls and you won't give up the search for the ghosts in the halls. You wear sandals in the snow and a smile (laughs) that won't wash away. Can you look out the window without your shadow getting in the way? Um, Keep going. Oh, you're you're so beautiful with an edge and a charm. But so careful when I'm in your arms. I feel like she says, I'm so careful when I'm in your arms. Oh, I do not think that. Really? Yeah. Huh. Because this is one of my questions. Uh, One of my questions is going to be about, is about, (gasps) what does the word careful mean here? Well. What does it mean to, either way, like, what would it mean? 
Yeah, we could think about it either way. What would it mean to say, mm-hmm. but I'm so careful when I'm in your arms? Or what would it mean to like say to, about someone else, you're so careful when I'm in your arms? You're so careful. Oh, wait, because you because if she's saying, I'm implying the you you're so beautiful with an edge and a charm, but so careful. But so when careful I'm in, when I'm in your arms. That is interesting. I thought she said, I'm so careful when I'm in your arms. Oh, like kind of yeah. to avoid the um the razor wire. Shrine. You're right. That's more that would be more obvious. Yeah, it's like Cause, I'm I'm careful because I'm like worried about getting hurt or because you're like so unreliable or annoying or whatever. Right. Like what? later she says, I'll just read it. Like you're so yeah. beautiful, a beautiful fucked up man. A line to which this the 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 times I've seen Sarah McLaughlin perform, the crowd roars. <laughs> <laughs> you're setting up your razor wire shrine. Yeah. Which I always thought she said razor water shrine, like shaving. You're just always shaving. It's amazing that you heard razor water shrine and just were immediately like, oh, shaving. A normal way of thinking Because I feel like it's like shaving. a song about masculinity. It's like she says you're a beautiful fucked up man. That's it's true. like That's true. shaving connects to being a beautiful fucked up man. It's You true. know, you got your yeah. little beauty beard. Your beard looks nice. I haven't shaved in a long time, but. Right, yeah. shaving, I guess, is like, yeah. yeah, your razor water shrine. Yeah, I was into it. Razor wires on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, but, okay, but okay. wait, can we talk about careful? Yeah, let's like, do it. What okay, would it so mean? if the you, for the you to be being careful. Yeah, for, for if I'm Sarah McLaughlin and I'm <laughs> the spe- saying. The speaker, please. And I'm saying. You, you're in in brackets here, but you're so careful when I'm in your arms. What does that careful mean? And and basically, where I'm going with this is that I think, I think that's like a really cool, um, hmm. like turn of phrase, because I think I think it's like easy for it. It's like very easy to like pass over it in such a way where you just like automatically put your own life in there like Mm. what what it would mean for someone to be careful with you like you like imagine that but Mm -hmm. but like everyone gets to do their own thing with that line it's like it's undistracting in its (laughs) vagueness somehow which is like a weird trick to pull off huh yeah i mean i feel like if you if the you is being so careful when the Mm -hmm. i is in their arms I feel like in this narrative, like, it's like. (sighs) Is it physically gentle? Is it emotionally like. uh... Well, the butt is 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 like doing a lot. Like to say, but so careful. Does she really say, but so careful? I I think I think it's because with an edge and a charm, I think it's like the edge, but so careful. Exactly. I'm saying like if there's a but, then that's like doing a lot because it's like he's got an edge and a charm, but then he's like holding back when she's in his arms. Yes. Like it's like she's like it's it's holding back in what way? Like careful not to hurt himself. Careful it, not to get too close. So it could be both of those, but I think also like I don't know if it means physical or emotional or both. Yeah, it could be both. Yeah. 
I just think well, it's really o- it's really open in a way that like I had never thought about it until I really started thinking about it. Huh. Well, because yeah, it's like because you're working, at, you're building a mystery, holding on and holding it in, mm. and ch- you're working and building a mystery choosing so carefully it's like he's curating himself for her great point that careful careful is there too yeah, yeah. like it's like he's he's being like um mm. he's Reserved? like trying to present a certain way his present himself in a certain way that's like not his true self yes great point yeah yeah that that those carefuls go well yeah that's a, that's really right. important. Yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah. yeah that, but yeah, I always thought it was like she's like, I'm so careful when I'm in your arms, which would make sense too. Which is like this reverence for this douche she's describing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Is he I a wanna... douche? Maybe that's unfair. I mean. Yeah, there's a douche vibe. I mean, like, that's why it's interesting, like, if you think about it as a poem of all these you clauses. Oh, like, yeah, it's, that's such an interesting idea. Uh, like, you come out at night, you strut your Rastaware in your suicide poem, uh, you're building oh, yeah, a mystery, you live in a church, you wear sandals in the snow. Those you're... are the douchey things, right? The sandals and the Rastaware? Like, who is this man? I know. Uh you woke up screaming aloud a prayer from your secret God. Yeah, that's what is wor- happening? That's the worst when you're with somebody and you and they wake up screaming a prayer from their secret God. <laughs> Oops. Oops. I woke up screaming aloud. Oh, sorry, a did I wake sorry, babe, did I wake you? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah, I watched your video and it's like <laughs> You watched the video too, right? I did. He's just yeah. like this, this, like, I don't know. Guy. This dude, this weird, <laughs> this like, white dude with long hair walking around, like, collecting items to build his mystery. <laughs> collecting light, it seems like. Stealing the, the candles off children's birthday cake. Exactly. Or, or I don't know. To build a but, garment. To, I guess he's building a garment because, like, for like a brief moment in the end of the video, she's like wearing a skirt that is the garment he made. But like, they're not trying to hit that too hard over the head because it like is only a flash. You could miss it. Let's put it that way. You could way. totally miss it. I mean, okay. I want to just say, like, this beginning. I don't really understand. Like, I feel like this song is so beautiful because it's like, I feel like the beginning is so rich with images and like the sound. It feels like you're like in a church. Like, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like there's like um, this like chime vibe, like the light that is conjured in the video. You can like feel it in the song. Like it's um, especially when she says that's when that's when the energy comes. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Yeah. Can we talk about those lines? Like, I've never known how to make heads or tails of you come out at night. That's when the energy comes. I want the to... dark sides light and the vampires roam. Yeah. Th- what? It goes Quotidian off the rails vampires? Quotidian yeah. vampires. I mm-hmm. felt like it was like she's borrowing like Tori Amos's brain a little bit. And it's like. <laughs> It's like next level. <laughs> it's so good. I wanted to just, I wanted to like just sort of talk like to the side of the song about if you agree that night is when the energy comes. <gasps> well, 
Is the you that like I feel like the you in this beginning feels like this like ethereal spirit being. And then all of a sudden we're talking about this dude. (laughs) 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 I know it's so weird that like it's just this dude. I know. I wish we could go back to the first four lines of this song and just live in that magical. Yeah, like you come out at night, that's when the energy comes and the dark side's light. Yeah, I do think that at night is when the energy comes. For me, anyway, I'm a night. I'm like a night owl. Hmm. What about you? Do you think that's when the energy comes? I just think there's so many different kinds of energy. I got a little I think lost so in too. it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I actually don't like thinking about it as like when you're energized, but maybe that's what she means. Maybe she means like you come over at night, like when like you're feeling awake. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're a vampire or something. Yeah, you're like my cute little vampire. Maybe that's what huh. she means. That's terrible to think about. I'll banish that interpretation. No, no, I'm, you know, everything is valid here. I, I think like it. it also might be incumbent upon us to discuss suicide poem. <laughs> yeah, suicide poem. This is that. Like, is, is, is a suicide poem like a. Is a it a marking with... of? <laughs> yeah, what even is it? First of all, I was gonna say, I mean, this is like total like poetry workshop brain, but it's like just a poem where someone's like, sort of almost like flippantly using suicide mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to get at a kind of sadness or something. Yeah. Yes. I was thinking that too. And it feels that's why I feel like it, it's like a mark of like of like brohood. Yes. It reminds me of like this actually I'm just realizing this. It reminds me of this like Latigra song where they just like name these like broy things. It's like it's like <laughs> just chillin, gone fishing. It's muscle tea. <laughs> like they just say like all these like obscure reference likes parties like it's just like all these like kind of (laughs) dumb things and i feel like that's almost what she's doing here like you're like a suicide poem like this guy sounds annoying right like i mean especially in a couplet with you strut your rasta wear right like it's like he's this like white man with dreadlocks and a suicide poem (laughs) and like what is happening i don't know it's a lot. It's a lot. Well, but yet she loves he's built, him. He's a beautiful He's building man. a mystery. He's, yeah, be- he's, he's building. building a mystery. Yeah, like what's happening with, I mean, what's up with the voodoo dolls and the cross? Please help. And the help. razor wire shrine, yeah. I mean. A cross I, from a faith that died before Jesus came? What? I know. I didn't do my research to figure out what, what that which means. Which faith like, that was? Which, yeah. I know. I don't know which faith it is. A cross from a, anyway. Um, you were asking about the voodoo doll. I, I guess I think it's all just like word. Play? It just seems like so many bros from college. You live in a church, like, or you sleep with voodoo dolls? I, yeah, <laughs> I guess if that's literal, it's. I, I guess like at a certain point, I go to a place of being like. This guy slept in a church once. Like, oh, you know, that's like, interesting. Like, 
I, there's just no way. Who sleeps in a church? I don't think of it as literal at Live all. in a church. You live in a church. I don't think of it as literal at all. That's why I'm so like flummoxed by it. Like, yeah, I'm like you live I'm in flummoxed. a church where you sleep with voodoo dolls and you won't give up the search for the ghosts in the halls. Like, it's like you wear sandals in the snow is just like the douche again. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. There's our guy. <laughs> but like, what is... But then it's like, yeah, I feel like this song is like goes back and forth from these like quotidian moments with like an average dude to like these like moments of reverence of like, it doesn't feel like it's about him, though. I guess it is like it's like you live in a church where you sleep with voodoo dolls. I mean, what's the search for the ghosts in the halls? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Building yeah. a mystery. Where you sleep with voodoo dolls. I remember like hearing that line like on this song when I was babysitting <laughs> and being like, holy shit. I need to go home. <laughs> like I'm where scared. you sleep with voodoo dolls. Yeah, because it's like you sleep. I feel like it's like the this, yeah, like she's just like playing around with like language yeah. and imagery, I guess. Yeah, that maybe it's something like that is like why I go to this idea of like writing a poem that's just built of all these images. Cause it's yes. like at some point she's having fun building all these feel- UCLA. Yeah. Right. Maybe she's building a mystery. Like maybe totally. that's what's happening here. A building a mystery poem as a type of poem is very exciting to me. I love this possibility. Just one more thing I wanted to bring up, which is like and this is not about that character necessarily, but the line when the evening's thin, like wow. she says, <gasps> just when like uh give us a tantrum and a know-it-all grin just when we need one, when the evening's thin. And I just love that I don't know what that is supposed to mean at all, but I mm. love the idea of the evening being thin. I feel like mm. I could spin that out in a million different ways, and I like um I don't know where to go with it, but it's it's kind of right. there's something really beautiful about that to me. Yeah, it is cool. Like uh, and about like needing something, like needing someone's bullshit smile or like know it all grin when the evening's thin. I don't know. There's something really. Yeah, that, that is seems cool. fun. That does seem fun. I mean, like, pardon me for being distracted still by you woke up screaming aloud a prayer from your secret god. I'm just like. Yeah. What is happening? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, don't babe. Know. Didn't mean to wake you up. My prayer for secret God. From your oh, secret God. Oh, did I? Um, did I wake you? <laughs> A prayer from your secret God. You feed off our fears and hold back your tears. Wow. Like, that's the only moment where I'm like, is this guy, like, monstrous? You feed I mean, there, off our fears? the vampire thing. But yet we love him. We being... We the listener? The... Oh, I don't know if I love him. We the speakers? We the audience? speaker. We the speaker. I mean, we're I, here I, with her. We're singing yeah, along. Yeah. Oh, no. We, we here with her. That's for sure. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. Let's move on to your number three. My number three. Your number three. Because that was my number three. Okay. Okay. 
We're like a Swiss watch on this podcast. Um, my number three is Sweet Surrender. Doesn't mean much. Such a good song. Yeah, this one grew on me. I didn't think I would pick it. And then by the time we were picking, I was picking it. Um, mm. I don't think this song is like as like inter- as like complicated and interesting as right. building it's, a mystery. It's, it's not as like rich of a text as some of her other songs. Yeah, I started feeling like I didn't have anything to say about it because it just kind of made sense to me. It's like and maybe this is a good example of what you were talking about, about like, it's just so nice to be in love song or like oh, yeah. to love a dude, to love a dude. <laughs> like it, cause it's like, it's okay. Disagree with me, please. But it feels like this is a song about someone who is jaded being like, it's time for me to like surrender to this love I'm feeling. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I think that makes sense. Yeah. But like, well, mu- but music, it, it was like musically that this song won me over with the like kind of like weird electronic beginning. Oh, yeah, and the, yes. yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe when, like the first time I started listening to Sarah McLaughlin when we decided to do this like a, a few weeks ago, I like I was so surprised that this was this how this song starts. Like I don't remember it this way or something. Yeah, no, it's like a it's like a good pump me up energy coming in. Totally, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like um, yeah. Let's just like read some of this song. Like I was like looking mm-hmm. um, at the beginning. Well, okay, I'll just read it. It doesn't mean much. It doesn't mean anything at all. The life I've left behind me is a cold room. I've crossed the last line from where I can't return, where every step I took in faith betrayed me and Mm. led me from my home. Sweet Mm. surrender is all that I have to give. Yeah, it's like I was thinking about like the logic, like uh, how like um, last time when we discussed Oasis, like we were talking about like the frustration of like logic that doesn't follow. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like this is like the opposite. Like it's like the logic feels very like, yeah, it's like the the logic is very clear. But like, yeah, the life I've left behind me is a cold room. Yeah, okay, so you're, 
Your I get I logic guess I would makes f- sense I guess I would focus for for the way I'm thinking about it I do think life le- I've left behind me as a cold room probably makes sense although that's harder to wrap my mind around but the line um, the next part you read I've crossed the last line from where I can't return where every step I took in faith betrayed me and led me from my home like. Um, mm. this is a person saying everything I like, everything I tried didn't work or mm-hmm. like, um, everything I thought was gonna like make me feel better. Didn't make me feel better. So now, and like, and um, maybe I'm like going too far to say that, like, or it's because of the sweet surrender idea, but it's like, you know, you know, when you're like falling for someone and you're like, oh, maybe I should be careful or that we're moving too fast. And it's like mm. and it, like logic would tell you that's true or like everything in your experience would tell you that's true. But I'm like surrendering to the, to like right. what's happening here. Right, right. Totally. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That that uh, that checks out. Take me in. <laughs> no questions asked. Asked, you strip away the ugliness that surrounds me. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> I wanted to bring that up too. <laughs> oh, I love. Okay, are you an angel? I love that the angel makes a cameo here. Are you an angel? Are you an angel? Am I already that gone? Is pretty. Sick. Wow, <laughs> it's really good. Am I already that gone? I don't even really know what that means. Like, am I dead? Am I already that long? Like, am I already like hopelessly in love or am I already dead? I don't know. Could it literally be a, could it literally be about saying, are you an angel? Like, like asking the question, are you an angel? And then being like, oh my God, am I really that gone? Like, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) I only hope that I won't disappoint you when I'm down when I'm here d- on my knees. Oh, man. Oh, I Sarah. Mean, what the hell? It's like a yeah. blowjob? Is that what's happening? I mean, it's conjuring did, prayer did we always, and blowjobs. Did jobs? we always go from knees immediately to blowjob? Was that where we were in 1997? I can't I remember. Like, I think so. I think yeah. so. I think so, well, a so text it definitely I'm means of, blowjob. It doesn't definitely, but I'm just thinking of um, like a prayer by Madonna. Mm-hmm. I'm down on my knees. I want to take you there. Like yeah, that's, but that's Madonna. That's I know it's Madonna, but like I'm just saying, like I think we did go there. It's true in the mind, but yeah, it is weird. Like, what is she? Just stop. Like you, you shouldn't be talking about blowjobs. Like you- <laughs> you're Sarah McLaughlin. You're Sarah McLaughlin. Get, Get your mind yourself. out of the gutter, Jesus. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I like her in, like, powerful woman mode. But, yeah, like, yeah, like, what do you say? Like, how do we square? I miss the little things. I, I yeah. miss everything about you. I have, an, feels- I have, I have a reading. But okay. again, you know, this this it, it all just like goes along with what I what I'm getting out of the song. But like mm-hmm. I'm sort of imagining that this is this song is taking place during like a brief breakup where the the speaker of the song has like 
is like freaked out that things are moving too fast or that she feels like too in love with this person and has like ended it, but is like probably going to like rescind that ending any moment. (laughs) That's such a like hilarious reading. Like I love it. It's, it feels accurate, but it's like a funny moment. It, It like zooms into a moment that is very real, but like you don't often think about in song. I know. I don't know why I went there. Because, like, I'm not usually, usually I don't know how to, like, build these opinions even. (laughs) Well, it's like, I feel like when she says I miss the little things, I miss everything about you, you're like, is this a breakup song? Oh, my God. It's weird. This is so, like, did you spend any time on on Genius with, like, any of these songs? Like, (laughs) I I resisted and then, like, this one is so stupid because it's, like, I think it's, like, the same person just annotating every line (laughs) with, like, words, like, this is what it says on that part. Again, she first says one thing, only to immediately correct herself to a more extreme version. Clearly, her benefactor is no longer with her, but she is still giving them all she has. Okay. Benefactor? benefactor yeah the person to whom she surrendered i guess benefactor <laughs> the person, it's like her um like her, daddy, her warbucks <laughs> daddy warbucks yeah it's like the donor that's funding her um what artistic the fuck? endeavors <laughs> oh man Benefactor is really funny. An angel? Like, yeah, that, like, isn't that yeah. a thing? Like, an angel, what is that called? When there's like an angel. Um, Benefactor? Yeah. What's that called? When, like, an, like, a person who makes an anonymous donation is called like an angel. Oh, like an angel investor. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, an angel benefactor. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm sorry I brought it up. <clears throat> Amazing stuff. Sweet surrender is all I have to give. It is true, though. It's all we have to give is surrender. I like that. Yeah. I I did actually find myself having that thought. Like, sweet surrender (laughs) is all we have to give. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Huh. I guess it is. I guess it is. Yeah. Um, um, sh- should we move on or? Yeah, I, th- I think from here we go to your numero dos. Oh, God. So frightening. I know. <clears throat> okay. So my number two um, is called Possession. Through this world I stumble so many times betrayed.
saying to you, like, I, um, when we were like, all right, let's do a podcast episode on Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> Innocently just thinking we were going to. It was like two minutes after immediately I was like, where there, there are three songs that like, I absolutely <laughs> have to choose. Like there's no other <laughs> options for me. Like I was hoping you would take care of the other, any others <laughs> that I like. <laughs> but I was like, I have to pick, there are three songs I have to pick. And all that happened and like the time until b- between then and when we shared our picks is that they like moved around in order. Sure. And I thought that this one would be like, kind of like you said, like number one with a bullet. Like it's just so mm-hmm. fucking good. It's, it's like incredible. the best song. Yeah. Just like the best song, period. <laughs> yeah. So it's I weird that I somehow ended it. up not picking it as my number one, but it's just like, I just had to, I just ended up moving things around a bit. Um, would it's it, so good. Would it be your number one <laughs> if you were picking today? No. Because I, I think don't it know. would be mine. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Like, it kind of should be like, I feel like I just had to do like some allegiance, some juggling of allegiances. With sure, my picks. we're always doing But that, I do yeah. kind of feel like it's, like, her best song and, like, perhaps the best song ever written. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about, like, stepping back and being, like, her best song, you know? And I think it, oh. there's a good case well, for it. Well, you said it. You said that you thought this was her best song at some point. Yeah. To me. Well, as soon as you picked it, it, like, shifted in my mind. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. That song's incredible. Why wasn't I what thinking What were you feeling about it, about it before? I just, like... I don't know. I don't know what, ha- like, I listened to it a bunch of times. Oh, it's and it, so good. And I liked it. It's almost like it's, it was like too far in my head or something. I don't know. What do you mean? I, like, uh, it was like so deep in there, I wasn't noticing it or something. I don't know. I don't know how oh. to describe, I don't know how to describe, like, why I, why I glazed over it and then why it struck me so much. But. <clears throat> Fascinating. I mean, it's the first song on Fumbling Toward Ecstasy. Mm. Towards? W- fumbling Towards Ecstasy? <laughs> um, it's incredible. It is... Uh, I don't even know, like, how to talk about this song. Can I make a weird comparison? Or sorry. Sure. Well, I found myself thinking about, like, it reminded me of a song we had a long conversation about months ago, which is Yoga by Bjork. (laughs) Whoa. And I was thinking that the beginning of Possession, like, is a sort of descript, it is like an emotional landscape. Mm, It is an emotional landscape. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, so like thinking about like the whole like listen as the wind blows from across the great divide, voices trapped in yearning, memories trapped in time, the night is my companion and solitude my guide. Would I spend forever here and not be satisfied? Not a really, not a half bad way to start an album. Pretty fucking good uh, track one song, you know. <gasps> oh man. Well, okay. So, do you know the story behind this song? Uh, not really, no. Well, so, like, I feel like Lore had it in the 90s that this song was, like, composed of language from, like, stalker letters that Sarah McLaughlin would get from fans. 
Whoa. And it turns out that it's true. Um, like, I don't know about like found language, but it's definitely like inspired by it. Like I checked it out. Cause like some stuff that I heard in the nineties or like thought about her songs is like not true. Namely mm. that, um, Adia is not about her grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, and I feel like, yeah, because of that, I was thinking about this song in, in conversation with, um, Hands Clean by Alanis Morissette, which was another oh, song that shit. we talked about. That's kind of like a persona poem in the voice of like a, an abuser or like creep. You know what I yeah. mean? Like stalker yeah. um, and a stalker in the case of this song. And like, and I was just, yeah, like thinking about like, like I was reading like something online about like Sarah McLaughlin, like finding like a feeling of like, I don't know, like satisfaction or power and like taking the language, taking that language back and like making it her own. Mm. Um, and I feel those, I feel like um, the vibes of like, I don't know, like, like, like almost like threat, like a threat or like sexual violence in like the, in some of the words like in the chorus like when she's like and i would be the one to hold you down kiss you so hard i'll take your breath away and after i'd wipe away the tears just close your eyes dear mm. like that part you can like feel that um that like kind of like sinister energy totally but then i feel like there's like other part the other like the verses of the song I I feel like it's like hard to like square like I feel like there's something else happening in this song that I like can't quite put my finger on and I have like some theories but like I don't know what do you think well, she uh, like what we were saying about uh, the first song what was the first song we talked about, <laughs> about building a mystery oh, like yeah. she. <clears throat> I think she's good at this particular kind of complication that that you're like talking about sort of where it's hmm. it's about one thing. Oh yeah, but it's also about like a faith that died before Jesus came. <laughs> Not exactly what I was going to say, but it it's also like But it's like this otherworldly like bigness to it. And and like remains like within the context of the song almost remains like frustratingly not ambivalent or non-judgmental right. or like like the song like she's gonna do this thing that's a little scary which is that the song is gonna is gonna like present the terrifying parts of that kind of like stalker abuse but it's also gonna present like the perspective of that abuser right. like I guess. which which would be sort of like like romantic and like as fucked up as it is would carry with it a bunch of like actual like infatuation love and romance in a weird way well yeah because it's like i feel like when she sings this song it's like yeah like it's like your um there's like this part of it that's like yeah like feels like it can be read as like violent or like this feeling of like, you're like in this like persona 
mm-hmm. where you are like this person is like expressing like entitlement to like this woman's like body or like love or something mm-hmm. or attention. But then like, yeah, as the you, but then there's like the reclaiming of it. And it's like when she's like, mm. and I won't be denied. It's like, that feels like really like violent, but then it's also like, almost like is the you like the self like it's like the self won't be denied like she won't be possessed it could be both you know what i right? mean like yeah um, no totally both like the path i fear to tread is another line that could, it could be like it could be like the stalker being like i'm afraid of what i'm doing or it could be the person who's being stalked being like i'm like I'm afraid of what's happening here. Kind of like, um, yeah, I think a lot of these parts, like, right. It actually could, you could read it from either perspective. It's true. Which is creepy and scary. And, but yeah, also it's effective. like creepy and scary, Effective. but also like just like a danceable, like, um, electronic yeah. song. God, it's just such a killer song. Like we, we're not it's even so like good. talking about that part. Like, Oh my yeah. god. It's like so catchy and like um there's such a great like uh like difference in sound between the verses and the verse and the chorus. Like um yeah, I don't know. Really great yeah. stuff. <clears throat> and like, yeah, it just feels like this like like yeah, like it it feels so big. Like it does feel like it's about like landscape or like geography or something or like, yeah, I think that's why I started thinking about yoga. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, Did you, you know, I don't think I told you this, but I have a mishearing of, I always thought in the chorus, she was saying, kiss you softly. Whoa. Which is so weird. Softly. Yeah. And not kiss you so hard. I'll take your breath away. So, like, I think I'll if you, if you think your that, breath away, <laughs> if you think Sorry. she's saying softly there, you like lo- you lose almost the entire like abuse narrative from this. It's like, like hmm. it, it almost like never even occurred to me that it was about anything but like an interior monologue because i like because of that gentleness well i think even with the hardness it can be like to want to kiss someone so hard you take their breath away like no it's true that's not inherently very hot (laughs) yeah like it's not yeah it's not inherently violent but like um right 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 no but it it just um, feels so different Right. I feel the need to um, draw a um, to draw to make uh, to make very apparent the the thread between this song and um, I feel like the work of uh, second wave feminist um, Andrea Dworkin, who wrote Hell yeah, this let's book go. Intercourse. Um, which is like, uh, I feel like she's like this, like, you know, um, radical feminist figure and like, obviously Sarah McLaughlin, like, I feel like she's like evoking all this, like, kind of like feminist language in this weird way while she Mm. herself is not really like claiming feminism. But I just want to like nod to this idea that like Andrew Dworkin talks about in her work of like possession 
being like this inherent part of like um, heterosexual intercourse and mm. like the violence. Like um, she has these ideas about like sex and violence and like men and women that I feel like are like very much like coming through in like these lyrics. And I just don't, I don't know if anyone's really talked about that much, but I just want to point it out. In this song in particular or in like, like kind of across Sarah McLaughlin songs? Or? No, I feel like this song in particular, like just like okay. her use of the term possession. Cause yeah. like the, the word, the, the, the phrase possession is like so interesting. Like it's like, I don't think she says possession in the song, but it's like about like, it's like the idea of possession is so like, it's like you're inhabited by someone you mm-hmm. like own someone you could be like, um, like, like a ghost could possess someone. Like there are mm-hmm. all these like different meanings that like, it's just like a very powerful idea to think about like possession. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it, did we talk about, have you seen the 1981 movie, the, the Polish movie possession? I don't think so. It's so good. Is it a it's horror just like, movie? It's a horror movie. Um, th- it's a horror the movie. Exorcist. It's it's like a much more sexual horror movie than The Exorcist. It's like, okay. um, it's like one of these movies where there's like sort of like a alien monster creature that's like okay. sort of sexually possessing. Wow, um, creepy. That's a bad description of this movie. It's like much more like. <gasps> about emotions than what I just said. But okay. like, um, anyway, it's like a really incredible movie. It just, it, it had been like in my head. And so I was thinking about that in relation to this movie in, in, in relation to the song, but like, yeah, I mean, possession is such a, um, the concept of, it's interesting that she never says the word in the song. Right. And it's like, so it's, it, she really is sort of thinking about it as this like overarching umbrella, like, Mm. Uh, to put over like the using the title that way is like just casting this idea of possession onto the right. song, which yeah. is a really strange thing to do in a pop song. Like it's like right. such a poetry move to have the title be something that isn't in the song. Right. Oh yeah. Is that a poetry move? It's or definitely just, a like, poetry move, but is it like something that doesn't often happen in songs? I feel like that's true because like, a yeah. song is a weird pl- like you hear a song on the radio, you don't even always get the title of the song, like or at least back right, the, right, right. Know, like, yeah, like um, all the other songs that we picked, all it's like the names of them are in the chorus. Yeah, yeah, like the way she titles this song is like the way she titles albums. Yes, totally. No, it's yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's very true. Oh my god, incredible, incredible. Yeah, the loss of the self. But, like, Mm -hmm, demanding mm -hmm. that the self be returned. Yeah. Like, the speaker is like, I won't be denied. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, like, possession is spooky. It is. Also, like, it's like the idea, what were we saying, spooky? Building a mystery is kind of spooky. She's a little spooky. Yeah, she's a little scary. Halloween vibes. Hmm. Your words keep me alive is a really scary thing to say to someone. Oh my God, so scary. But also like, like kind of like, yeah, I was going to say it's beautiful, but it's also, yeah, it's pretty scary. 
It is I mean, beautiful. it's beautiful too. Oh yeah. Your words. It's like I want someone alive. to say that to me, but I'm also terrified of someone saying that to me, and yeah, I want to say it to me, someone else. Have to and like run and hide. I think so. I think that's right. Your words. Too keep much pressure. Yeah, a little fresh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I wrote. I just noticed in my notes the sea of waking dreams dash the river of dreams. <laughs> Ooh, a song we still need to discuss, by the way. <laughs> the uh, by the iconic uh, Billy Joel, William Joel, William um, Joel. <laughs> uh, should we move on to my numero dos? Yeah, let's no? do it. Okay. No, let's do it. There's just so much in the song. Like it's I know, impossible. I know. We hope you l- go listen to it with fresh eyes, of course, fresh ears, yeah. and read "Intercourse" by Andrea Dworkin. Good call. Uh, my number two is a song you may be familiar with. It's called Angel. Spend all your time waiting for that second chance for a break that would make it okay. There's always some reason to feel not good enough. And it's hard. I need some distraction Oh, beautiful release Memories seep from my veins Let me be empty Oh, weightless And maybe I'll find some peace tonight In the eyes I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I don't hate it. I don't like, I feel like it's really hard because, um, you know, (laughs) obviously the song, we can talk about it as a text. No, we have to talk about the commercial. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. We have to talk about the commercial. It's the, um, let's start the organization called. Uh, is it the A, um, the ASPCA? ASPCA? Yes, I think that's correct. Yeah, the um, ASPCA. The AS- what does that stand for? I feel like and that's we what owe I'm it. trying to look. American to Society a- for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Okay, okay. So yeah, all right. It- well, can I? Okay, can I just say something about the commercial for first? Let- Sure. Let me let me let me Why start not? here with a, this is a little bit of a mea culpa. What I want to okay. say is just that I 
I agree with you that it's weird how little it doesn't bother me. That, oh, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say that. Okay. 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 That's fair. I don't know if you understand why it bothers me. That's the yeah. Thing. Let, I don't think I do. I'm not like Sarah. Okay, so let's just back up. Mm-hmm. People probably know that Sarah oh, McLaughlin yeah, was like what... in these ASPCA commercials in the 90s, yeah. like talking about animals being like, I don't, I don't, I have not watched one, but she's like saying all these like emotion, highly emotional things about like animals need your help, like yeah. save these animals. And they're playing the song Angel like in the background on these commercials. And it's like very heavy handed. It's a Extremely lot. Extremely heavy handed commercials. I will say like it sucked for us as Sarah McLaughlin fans in the yeah. 90s. No, like for us, like for me, like it was hard because it was like she became like a cultural joke with those commercials. Yes. She so did. I feel it's like true. that's why it like it's not like I'm like she was I such see. a sellout. Like for making those commercials, and I judge her for it. Oh, it's the way the culture responded to it. Yes. I feel like she became like a joke with those commercials. She did. That is best known for those commercials. I think I know. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. And like, yeah, she became like that's what she is. She's like this like joke, this like woman who is like making these like sentimental please for animal rights in this commercial and it's like she's like this she's like this awesome artist who like started like the first like all women music festival right like she's really cool and i feel like it sucked for for fans to have to be like to have this happen yeah <laughs> No, it's like the worst version of, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons why the artists we love become like culturally uncool. And like one of them, like there's a million reasons that this can happen. Like one of them is just that a band gets too popular or like, you know, there's like, there's mundane reasons. There's exciting reasons. There's like reasons that are unfair. There's reasons that are fair. There's all these like reasons why someone could be, come uncool but it's like a thing that i think like when you love music it happens to you from time to time where you like love these things and, and then i they feel like, like she was already uncool maybe so like she was not part. that cool it's like she was like parent music to some extent well, we like, were touching on this when we ta- talked about the adult contemporary thing earlier like she was occupying a strange place like it actually when you told me how much you loved her album like her early albums I actually was kind of surprised. It's embarrassing. Not not because of the angel commercial, like because of like, because of like who she was already in the mid 90s, like, like when surfacing came out kind of like it was right. There was like nothing edgy about her or something. Yeah, it wasn't edgy. Like, it's like, I feel like I went through a phase. Well, I was like in a phase where I like loved her unapologetically like and unselfconsciously I loved like Sarah McLaughlin like Ani DeFranco who I'm going mm-hmm. to see in two days yeah you <laughs> so are that's hell yeah talking about it's incredible um 
And like, then I feel like that I became like very embarrassed of that music. And I was like, oh my God, like, let's banish it to the vaults. Like, I can't let anyone know that I ever was like super into like Sarah McLaughlin. And then I like came out the other side and I'm like, fuck that. Like, yeah, she was awesome. Like, I feel like it was like, it was it was cool. It was fucking cool to love Sarah McLaughlin. Like for I don't sure. Care. And but, um So wait, just to be clear, when you when you like banished Sarah mm-hmm. to the, the dungeon of your soul or whatever, did, was that like um was that about the commercial or was that already happening? It wasn't about the commercial. It was like about the like earnest like I don't even know what what her vibe is. Like yeah, like just like the embarrassing like earnest woman vibe. Yeah, like is is her vibe that she's like not trying to have a vibe really? Like she's she's just like writing really great songs and not like trying to be one kind of <clears throat> like rock know. icon. I mean, something? is anyone? Like I feel like that's what everyone's doing. Like all I artists. feel like I feel like most artists are like trying to do something. Like I think she's trying in terms to of do their, something. But in terms like... of like in terms of her image, in terms of like the image, she just seemed she was... like trying i don't know her songs seem like less concerned with coolness than other people's they are less concerned with coolness and yeah there isn't an edge really like it's like there's no nothing punk happening that becomes more punk to me as i get older no yeah i agree it's cool the like the absence of well and it was like i feel like there's like a a proto-feminist vibe like it's like i feel like that was like what this music was for me like i wasn't Mm. like it was like this like woman singing about like women's concerns (laughs) like it's like i feel like i i i don't know like i'd never like really listened to music like that before Mm -hmm. like i guess there i i did but like i was just like whatever like being like overtly emotional like it's like that was like I was just into it. Like I'm still yeah. into it. I love it. Um yeah. but yeah, well, what- but yeah, I feel like she became like almost like a a laughing stock with the commercials or something. She did I think those commercials like the the heavy handedness. It's not like they were about something bad. It's like the heavy handedness. They were of them very heavy handed, and this was song "Angel" is very dramatic. It's like very yeah. like almost like would you call it melodramatic? I don't know. I don't know. What I mean, something melodramatic. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if it's melodramatic. I mean, it's it's like about someone who died of an overdose, right? Like it's about. Oh, like is someone, it? Someone she knew who died of an overdose, I believe. That, that according yeah. to Wikipedia. Oh, I didn't read. It's weird. Like I really tried to stay away from like, like reading what the songs are about, even though I did do it a little bit here and there, just because I was like, I feel like I, I just didn't want to know on some level. This was the only one I looked up. I felt like I needed to like have my shit together on this one. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, she does have like it's like. Where is the stuff about, like, it sounds like it's, like, about, like, drug use. She mentions yeah, like, yeah, veins. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll just read the beginning. Oh, in the song? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Spend all your time waiting for that second chance for a break that would make it okay. There's always some reason to feel not good enough, and it's hard at the end of the day. I need some distraction. Oh, a beautiful release. Memories seep from my veins. Let me be empty. And weightless, and maybe I'll find some peace tonight. 
Mm. Yeah, like I guess it makes sense. It's like about death, and like it does sound like I wondered that if it was about like death or like um like an overdose or suicide or something. It is, but once again, I like so when I started analyzing it to think about like why I like it so much, like why it's like because I remember what you're talking about about like this song being a joke and her being a joke because of the commercials and like I totally remember feeling that way. But somehow, like, I've always, it's almost like as a result of this song being so everywhere when it came out, it, like, it it became, like, nostalgic to me almost right away. Like, it went mm. through all these cycles, like, really quickly. It was, yeah, like, no, that it makes came sense. out, it was on the radio, then suddenly it was in this commercial, and the commercial was on TV, like, all the time. And then, like... But within like a year, it was like this old, like it felt like, oh, remember that song, Angel? Like, you know, like, oh, um, yeah. and so I think like in some ways that gave me, that's like why I feel some sort of like, like I've had this long relationship with <clears throat> it or something. I don't know. But the song itself, like, does the thing that we've talked about with a couple of the other songs, I think, where it's. I just think other songwriters would write a song about someone they know dying in, of an overdose. And it would be like, it would be like, it would more like take a side or it more heavy handed or like more like taking a side that like this song, like really understands where that's coming from and doesn't mm, like, like doesn't try to experience like experience isn't like yeah, judging does, them. It's not judging it at all. And I, that's making it sound like people who write songs like in honor of like terrible things that happen are like judging those things. I don't think that's the case, but I think it's almost impossible to avoid most of the time. Mm-hmm. So like the way the way she's so like. um, Like, OK, the 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 part where she's like um, so tired of the straight line and everywhere you turn, there's vultures and thieves at your back. And the storm keeps on twisting. You keep building the lies that you make up for all that you lack. It don't make no difference. Escaping one last time. It's easier to believe in this sweet madness. Oh, this glorious sadness that brings me to my knees. Like something shifts over the course of those lines to me where it's like she's describing what someone else is going through. And then by the end of it, this glorious sadness that brings me to my knees is like the songwriter, maybe like just totally also empathizing with that feeling. Like, yeah, I don't know. I see what like, you're saying. It's definitely like there's <clears throat> cheesiness to it. It doesn't quite like, um, it's not like a totally new way of putting these things or anything, mm. but I do think there's like a perspective to it that feels special to me. I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. She's definitely like conjuring a you and like taking the time to like really think about their perspective and like conjure it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's not just like sorry this person's gone. It's like it's like kind of getting it. Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, no, it's true. I think it's just like the, the. Uh, I don't feel like I ever like was that into this song. Like, it's not just the commercial. Like, I uh-huh. feel like it's like, um, 
I think it feels also, in addition to, I guess, like separate from the commercial, doesn't it kind of feel like a Christmas song? Like it feels like a song that would be yeah, but I love a Christmas, Christmas episode of a TV show. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like this, this kind of shit is totally my jam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. But yeah, no, I agree. It feels like a Christmas song. But it's like one of the good Christmas. Some Christmas songs are like so fucking real that they just like cut your head off. Like a Christmas. I don't song. know. In the arms of the angel, fly away from here, from this dark, ho- cold hotel room, and the endlessness that you fear. <sighs> is the dark? Is the coat? I was. I always like heard the the hotel room in this song as like um uh like almost like a humble brag. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like it's like a rock star on the road song. Yeah, exactly. A rock star on the road. Like the hotel room trope. It's like, <laughs> oh, it sucks being in this cold, dark hotel room. <laughs> That's really funny. But I guess it's like not really about that. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's like about like the person who died. I think or so. Something. Yeah. Okay. But but I like that. I like where you went there. <laughs> Um, I mean, God, I love a rock star on the road song. Yeah, rock star on the road song is really good. Do you think that when we die, we go into the arms of an angel? Do I think that? It's a heavy question. Uh, no, I don't think I think that. <laughs> I don't. I definitely don't. I definitely don't think that, like, in any literal sense. Mm. The angel as a figure. It's complicated. It is complicated. I know. Lucifer was an angel, right? One of many, sure, yeah. A fallen angel? Yeah, one of many. Yeah. My dad had Um, a book at his his house about angels, and I started reading it, and it was like, it was like all these pop culture references. Oh. It was like Annie Lennox, like, um, I can't think of others now, but there's like a lot of songs about angels. Yeah, and people are, you know, there's like, People are into angels, that's for sure. Hmm. Like they're uh they have their little like things they believe. Like that there's like beings that are like speaking to us and mm. guiding us. I love an angel. I feel complicated about it. I was it's funny, I w- went for a walk before we recorded and I walked to a cemetery in my neighborhood Ooh. and there's like a statue of an angel in the cemetery. Sure. And I was like listening to the song and looking at the statue of the angel. And I was thinking about like, it. I guess it is interesting that like, it doesn't, I don't know. This song like should, this song should repulse me in some ways. And it's, it, it just works on me for some reason. Mm. You've got me thinking about this Christmas song thing. Cause it's like, that is like the secret way into my part. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Hmm. Snowing. There's angels. There is angels. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Should we move on? Let's move on. Okay. So we only have one song left to discuss, right? Yeah. All right. It's my number one song. It is. Oh, yeah. Um, off of fumbling toward ecstasy, and it's called Good Enough. Good enough. 
I wasn't so sure. Yeah, like I wasn't even sure if I was going to pick it at a certain point, but Really? I had to. This is okay. This song was like um it was the first Sarah McLachlan song I ever heard. I remember wow. when I remember where I was when I heard it. It was my I feel like the song was like low key my first experience with feminism. <laughs> Holy shit. Like a proto-feminism you couldn't even name, kind of? Exactly, or, or, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I was, Incredible. like, on vacation um, in, uh, where was I? The town by the beach in Rhode Island that everyone goes? Newport? Newport? Yeah, it was like I was in Newport, Rhode Island with my mom and my sisters. And I was, like, in this uh, little Visiting boutique. the Tennis Hall of Fame. Exactly. Um, in a little boutique and this song was on <clears throat> Whoa! and I was like what is this I love this <laughs> was it the voice of an angel it was Which, the could, voice could of you an angel say? I would say yeah. yeah and I was like I love this and it was like the 90s so I couldn't like whatever it's called like Shazam SoundCloud or oh, yeah. Sh- yeah, Sh- I didn't Sh- know Sh- what it was like Not I was SoundCloud. like it's like Shazam, isn't it? The app Shazam is like... one of them, but what's the one on my phone? Oh, Shazam. It is Shazam. Shazam okay. music recognition on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what it yeah. says when I press it. Um, <clears throat> but like, yeah, like I was like, I didn't know what it was. I don't even know. It's like, it's sheer luck that I found it. You know what I mean? Thank like, God, though. Thank God I found it. I don't know how, but soon yeah. enough I found it. Like, yeah, what did you do? It's just like. Be like, these were the lyrics, like, somehow I'm going to find this song. It was like someone's older sister, like, friend had the CD. Wow. But yeah, like, I heard the song and I was like, I love this. Um, it's like this, uh, I don't know, like, I couldn't decide in retrospect if it's like, I don't even know what what I would say, like, almost like corny not corny is the wrong word but like over the top there she's like always right on the edge of corny because i was like is there like a um like a lifetime movie quality to this song yes that i was so- into as a teenager un unaware unselfconsciously 
Because it's like, I think I, a song that's kind of about like domestic abuse. Yeah, I would say like many of her songs, they are like, they they have this like lifetime movie vibe, but don't suck. Like they just. I mean, I wouldn't say like a she, lifetime movie sucks. Like I would no, say I know, it's but like, like just a, a melodramatic form of art or like on the nose or something. I think she resi- she's on the nose without being sentimental, like, sensationalizing of like she's it's just hardship. still interesting. She's like more it's like more interesting than something that's about this normally is or like right. more more artful or more I don't know, more something, more like unique. Yeah, no, totally. Like I just was thinking about like that element. I agree. Like I definitely am not like re- denouncing the song like it's like i think it's amazing it's my number one pick um and i think it's a very rich text like i think it's her richest text interesting um which is like why i'm so drawn to it like a moth to a flame um (laughs) and i feel like but yeah i was just thinking about that possibility of like the sensationalizing like lifetime movie element that like probably was part of why I was interested in it as a teenager. Like when she says the line about like abuse, I think I was like, Whoa, like there's like, I don't know. The violence of the song was like very like interesting to me, but yeah, like, I feel about... like this. Oh Sorry. no, go ahead. We should read. Well, we should read the, the line words. about abuse. You're talking about, um, it's not the wind that cracked your shoulder and threw you to the ground. Who's there that makes you so afraid you're shaken to the bone. And no, I don't understand. You deserve so much more than this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I feel like this song is like, um, uh, I feel like there's like so much complexity in the relationship between the you and the I in this song. Like it's like, and I feel Mm. like it's a song about, I hear it as like the song about a woman like taking care of or wanting to take care of another woman, which I feel like Mm. is like, And I don't know, like, it's like, there might be like a romance. I can't tell if they're just BFFs or there's like a romance happening between them. But like, I feel like, um, I don't feel like I was ever, I don't think I hear or heard a lot of songs about that, about like this like woman speaker, like wanting to take care of this other woman speaker. And like, and then there's all this back and forth and like the complexities of their relationship. Yeah. What is the relate? I mean, I, first of all, th- that seems totally right that there aren't a lot of songs about that, but like, what is the, I am like, I, cause I got like lost trying to parse it, but, um, mm-hmm. but it's interesting. Like you seem to have like caught caught a vibe from the song like early on in your experience with it that is now like sticking with you mm. but like i'm coming at it just like trying to analyze it and feel like i like i get <sighs> like in the first couple stanzas i get lost in like the i you and then she and i'm just like uh, i don't know who's who anymore like oh totally well yeah and like, I, i'm thrilled to have your help with it to be honest because like i feel like it is confusing well let's just read let's read some of it okay sure mm-hmm. um all right so this is great beginning starts. by the way hey Incredible your glass beginning. yeah hey your glass is empty it's a hell of a long way home why don't you let me take you it's no good to go alone 
I never would have opened up, but you seemed so real to me. And after all the bullshit I've heard, it's refreshing not to see. I don't have to pretend she doesn't expect it from me. Um, okay, so then the chorus, it's like, so don't tell me I haven't been good to you. Don't tell me I have never been there for you. Just tell me why nothing is good enough. Mm. Um, and like, yeah, I guess we could stop there for now. Or yeah. should we keep going? No, no, I think that's a good place to to like begin <laughs> analyzing. Like, yeah, it does feel like so in the ver in the verse, it's so like there's like a specificity to the relationship. Like, um, yeah. and then in the co- but in the chorus, it seems like this thing. The chorus could almost apply to like a million different kinds of relationships, right? Like. There's like, mm. it could be like a romantic situation. It could be parental. It could yeah. be like, like that chorus is like, <laughs> like, you know, like so someone makes you feel like you're not good enough. That is like a pretty universal kind of like thing for a song to be about. But so it's, but it's interesting in relation to the specificity of the verse, which does seem like what you're saying where it's like, oh, but also it's kind of interesting. Like, um, why don't you let me take you? Like, hey, your glass is empty. It's a hell of a long way home. Why don't you let me take you? It's no good to go alone. Could be like pretty ominous also. Like, isn't that oh. like how like, you know what I mean? Like the, in a different song, this would be yeah. like an abuser. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Like, I didn't even think about that. Well, yeah, the different roles I wrote down like sober friend. Yeah, like sober <laughs> driver friend mom child lover but yeah you're right like well yeah and something i read online like suggested i feel like i told you yesterday i like drank from the cup of knowledge i like you did (laughs) you you ate that you ate the apple yeah i ate the apple um unlike lilith right like wasn't lilith was lilith was banished from the garden of eden right good call yeah pre-eve because she like refused to like I don't remember. Is that why? why? Should yeah. I look this up? Yeah, please do. She was like for she was like banished, um, and I don't know what she refused to do, but she refused to like um, go along. Theorized to be the first wife of Adam and supposedly the primordial she demon. I'm yeah, reading from Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> Lilith is citing is cited as having been quote banished from the Garden of Eden for not complying with and obeying Adam. Oh, rock and roll. Exactly. 100%. And obviously the namesake of Lilith Bear. Yeah. Um, Why are we talking about this? I forget. Because she's rad. (laughs) No, but like in relation to the song... I forget why we brought. Oh, oh! You were b- about to say what you learned when you were poking around online, drinking from the cup of knowledge. Oh yeah, I was drinking from the cup of knowledge. No, exactly. When you were not obeying Adam. <laughs> right, I was not obeying. I, I like just whatever. Like I just started like looking at like songmeanings.com and it was like just utterly stupid. But like people were like saying like oh this like some people thought that this song was written from is like a persona song in the voice of a dude who like wants to um which i don't like i hate that shit who wants to like be there for this woman because this other dude wasn't good to her 
Oh, why does it have to be a dude? Yeah, why does it have to be a dude? It's like clearly a woman. And yeah. like, that's way better. Only a, only a man could be there for someone. <laughs> only a man could. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. But like, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, like it's like, yes, I agree. Like, it's like, that's what's like so complex. It's like going from like this. It's like, okay, she's refreshed. It's like the speaker is so refreshed by the simplicity of their relationship. But also then like switch to her begging her not to tell her she hasn't been good to her. That's so strange. Yeah. But it's also like it checks out, right? Like that's what happens in relationships. I feel like that's true. Like especially not especially, but like certainly romantic relationships it's like you're like so refreshed by like it's like you seem so real to me after all the bullshit i've heard but then like flash forward a few years and you're like (laughs) don't tell me i haven't been good to you oh that's a good way of thinking about it maybe i mean i don't know that's how i feel you can also I feel like you can also always like glaze over those kind of inconsistencies with a chorus because it's a chorus. Like, yeah, you're like given permission, but I, but I, I, it doesn't feel right. I agree with you. Like, but yeah, it is really, it's like very interesting. Like, that's why I think it's such a rich text. It's like there's like this ultra complex relationship. It's like, it's complex enough. It's rare enough to have a song about a woman wanting to take care of another woman. But then it's like the other woman is like resisting care, which is like double complex. But that's common, right? Like resisting care. Okay. Yes. Resisting care is common, but saying, don't tell me I haven't been good to you. Oh yeah, is no, like that doesn't, next yeah. level. What is no, that? Yeah. That's not the same as resisting care. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's like the person the you has resisted care and now you're like pissed at them and resent them. <laughs> like there's I, I don't know, there's just so much movement happening in this mm. relationship between the I and the you, who also is the she, by the way, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That seems it seems right, but I yeah I always get a little lost with that. Yeah, I don't mm. have to pretend she doesn't expect it from me. I mean, the bullshit I've heard, like that that really checks out to be like I've dated men. It's bullshit. And now yeah. <laughs> this is refreshing to see that there's- I have to pretend there's no building a mystery happening here. <laughs> Nobody's wearing sandals in the snow in this situation. <laughs> there's no razor water shrines. <laughs> Um, razor wire shrines, but yeah, I don't know. Or razor water, Mm. yeah. But, but yeah, it's like okay. I think they're in love, but maybe they're just best friends. Maybe they're secret lovers, and she's still with the shitty dude. Maybe they're not in love yet, and you're like seeing you're seeing the like seeds of it and extrapolating outward. 100%. I think so. You can like feel the seeds. In fact, maybe even in the song, maybe even the songwriter doesn't know they're <gasps> in love yet. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Let's just read the rest because I feel yeah. like we need to. She's like, hey, okay, this is weird. Hey, little girl, <laughs> would you like some candy? Your mama said it's okay. 
The door is open. Come on outside. No, I can't come out today. It's not the wind that cracked your shoulder and threw you to the ground. Who's there that makes you so afraid you're shaken to the bone? And no, I don't understand. You deserve so much more than this. So don't tell me why he's never he's been good never to you. He's never been good to you. Don't tell me why he's never been there for you. Don't you know that why is simply not good enough? And then like, yeah, we'll just finish it out. She's like, so just let me try and I will be good to you. Just let me try and I will be there for you. I'll show you why you're so much more than good enough. Mm. So at the end, it repeats the chorus twice, but it goes back and forth from he's never been good to you versus I will be good to you. Right. Yeah, like I was thinking about the movement of the phrase good enough and the word good. Like it's like, I have to say like, like that move in a song, it's like sign me up. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like it reminds me of in um, Tracy Chapman's Fast Car uh-huh. when she's like, is it goes from being, um, is it fat? What does she say? Is it fast uh, enough? What is it? Oh, God. Uh, You've got a fast car. Is it fast enough for you to for you to fly away? We it goes um, from like we to you, but yeah, looking it up is good, I think. Uh, where is it? You oh, I think it's he's um, got a fast car. Is it fast enough where we can fly away? And then it changes to you've got a fast car. Is it fast enough for you to fly away? You've got to make a decision. Live yeah. tonight. Leave, leave tonight, tonight or live in, or live in or I've got to make a decision. No, at the end, it's you've got to make a decision according to this. Yeah. So but it I goes feel like from it a does shift to a to... you. Oh, it does. It 1000% does. It shifts. Yeah. You're not seeing the shift? Not in the Google lyrics. This was stupid to look it up this way. <laughs> no, that's okay. I mean, now I'm looking up. Shit. Why do why do I even bother? We spend so much time on this podcast complaining about Google lyrics. <laughs> Is it fast enough so we can fly away? We've okay. got to make a decision: leave tonight or live and die this way. And then at the end, she it's says, you. yeah. "You've got a fast car. Is it fast enough so you can fly away? You've got to make a decision." leave tonight or live and die this way. The speaker is abandoned. The speaker Mm -hmm. has like accepted that this you is like not there for her. Yeah. Like she's alone. It's the eye is alone. It's fucking brutal. And I feel like that movement is like, yeah, like that's a movement that like, it's like a, a move that a song can make that is like fucking amazing. And this song makes that move, which is wonderful. Yeah. It's like well, playing with the idea of good enough in all these different ways. Kind so of. what's really going on? So like the it's so complicated because the first version of the chorus is I haven't been good. Don't tell me I haven't been good enough. So it's like from this voice. Nothing is good enough. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. But then but then at the end of the song, it that's a different I speaking. That's like the the speaker of the song, right? I will be good to you. The, I think they're the, both the speaker of the song. You don't think? The I that's saying I will be good to you is the same as the I that's at the beginning that's saying I haven't been good to you. I guess that could be. Yeah, I think so. Huh, I mean, I feel like the I is like, don't tell me. I. It's like you're saying this person like, 
I'm not buying it when you tell me like I haven't been there for okay, you. Okay, I see and what then, you're saying. But you're still in this back and forth with them when you're like, just let me. That's why it feels so like romantic. I feel like mm-hmm. it's like you're you're vying for them to like pick you in a way. Yeah, choose me. Le- I'll be there for you. Least- let me try. Let's give it a go. I like that, but it's at least <laughs> vying to get through to them. That it, it that there's like resistance and yeah, you're like you're you're putting in the effort to get through it. Totally. Yeah. Like, it's like, let me, right. Like, let me help you. Like, take care let of me you. help you. Ugh. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, like that, I, I was thinking also at the beginning, it's like the first chorus. She says, just tell, just tell me why nothing is good enough. Mm-hmm. That's mysterious to me. Just tell me why nothing is good enough. Mm. Like, what does that mean? I mean, it's like a thing people say. Like, it is. Why is nothing good enough for you? Like, oh, I like that. Yeah, I feel like it's like, if you, I feel like this is the most attention the phrase good enough has ever gotten. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And I just like really appreciate that. Not like us, like the song. Yeah. Like, it's like doing so much with this like phrase. Yeah. No, it is an interesting phrase. Good enough. Yeah. It's is good, good enough enough? Mmm. You're so much more than just good enough. Mm-hmm. And is the, wow. is where we land, right? Is the answer, yeah. It's kind so, of like yeah. the grand reveal is that you're oh, more yeah. than just good enough. Like In the end, we undercut the whole idea of good enough. Yes, it's like we're abandoning the idea that we've like staked the whole song yeah. on. Oh, it's so good. We can have more than good enough. Yes! I'll, I'll show you why. Oh my God. Yes, oh my God, you're right. It's so good. Wow. I love it. Well, great stuff from Sarah McLaughlin. So what good. an artist. Such an artist. I know. Very impressed. Um, Thanks for joining us on all our pretty songs. Thank you. uh, We want you to um, subscribe to the pod. Uh, We love when that happens. You can leave us a review if you feel so inclined. Our our theme song is Golden West Service featuring Shreddy Vedder. And we'll see you next time. 